This podcast episode is brought to you by The Cry Lounge. The Cry Lounge is an independent publishing company founded by this podcast host, Bonnie Orbison. The Cry Lounge transfers your daydreams onto paper. With two book releases the past two years, they are preparing to extend their service to other authors and other creators. To get more details and support this show, there's a link in the description you can check out. The Cry Lounge looks forward to meeting you. the theme song by E.B. Solis. Welcome back to another episode of Bonnie's Legends with me, host Bonnie Orison. Today's episode is um, about seven series uh, who I discovered two years ago um, through an Instagram advertisement, basically. Um, he promoted his latest single girl in black and yeah since then i follow him i'm always curious what he's doing and i really love his music a lot like how he's doing music and what for a passion you can hear like you can hear his passion for his own music in his songs and that's what i love about literally every artist where you can hear that the artists are really passionate about what they're doing and that they really spend a lot of time and a lot of love for these songs um so yeah i appreciate him as an artist and in april i published my um english version of my novel follow me and in april as well theo seven's real name announced his upcoming album right then right now and uh he bought a copy of my novel and i was like hell yeah The dude is bringing out an album. I should support him. And I want that my audience of my podcast is also supporting him. So I asked him. He joined the meeting. We talked for two, for one and a half hours. And li about literally about everything. About making music. But also about literature. As this is my topic. My genre. Where I am known for. And we played, we played a funny game two lies and the truth it was really funny and um yeah enjoy it and go stream theo's new single cheater what i had the pleasure to listen to even before it came out 
Thank you, Theo, for that. It was a pleasure. I still love this song. I still have it on repeat. And you should do the same. And you should also stream when his upcoming album, Right Then, Right Now, is coming out. And yeah, support him. And if you can't get enough of this episode, I I asked Theo the 10 bonus questions. The link is in the description. So there you will get the link to my Buy Me A Coffee page where independent creators can create content um, for their fans and they can give it back they're supporting them in a way and there you can support the podcast and get your 10 bonus questions of seven years they've becoming a member of the membership the legendary listener maybe we see us there and um also in the description you get the link to my book what Fiona and i also talk about in this episode but now i'll let you listen to the episode have fun and tune in next week for another episode and make sure to subscribe to this podcast show bonnie's legends all right have fun ladies and gentlemen seven seers hey (laughs) (laughs) um how are you i'm good how are you fine as well um uh yeah thank you for being my guest today oh it's my uh, it's an honor (laughs) I checked um, your I checked your your podcast on online and uh, I was re- I was really excited to see like this is season three and <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes I know I haven't expected like when I started season one I was like all right I just do one season and then I'll stop yeah well <laughs> like a one off <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> all right um have you listened to my podcast like yeah I actually um listen to uh, listen to a few of them. When you told me about it, I mean, um, when I got the book, there was a yeah, uh, there was a note with uh, with it, and actually inside the book, so there was yeah, out. the bookmark. <laughs> Not only the bookmark, there's like in the where is it on the uh, yeah in the beginning, right? There's like Bonnie's the, Legends, but also the bookmark. Because chapter one, yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. Bonnie's Legends. Yeah. Oh, that's so. Oh my goodness, I have to take a pic. Sorry, I have to take a picture of you and my book. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. All right. Oh, hold on. <laughs> That's such a crazy feeling. <laughs> You're holding my book. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's kind of like um. It's like um. How is it saying? How's the right term? It's like invisible marketing with my podcast with the bookmark mm-hmm. and the slide note. <laughs> I think I, I think it's very clever. It's a very clever way of uh, advertising y- your podcast because I know marketing can be can be real tough. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, okay, so like in season one and season two, I described uh, firstly my legends to the listener, and the mm-hmm. season three I was thinking of doing the opposite because I know that everybody would describe themselves differently. So, like, how would you describe yourself? Me. Um... Well, I'm an introvert. First of all, uh, I know it's I know it's uh, it's it's kind of trendy to say say these things uh, these days, but um, I'm I'm kind of an introvert but cre- uh, the creative type. Yeah, I'm sensitive, but I don't really show it. So people actually think I'm insensitive, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, but. 
Yeah, I'd say a creative introvert. That's... I can find inspiration from from actually anything. I can hear like a, um, like cutlery tickling, and I'm I'm like, oh, this is a sound I want. Uh, I I can work on. Let me record that. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, oh yeah. Okay. Before we start, like with the interview. Yep. Um, you suggested a game. What is really? I never thought about this game. You know, when I came out of the concept of season three, I mm -hmm. was like, "All right, I want to play like a game with them." And then my friend was saying, "Yeah, do what you rather." And I was like, "All right, I do that." And you came up now with the two lies and one truth. Yeah, okay. actually, it was um, a, a few years ago. Um, I was an exchange student with the, the Erasmus program. Okay. And. Um, And the one uh, one of the one of the guys uh, on our table, we, we actually went on, on a beer tour, and we were actually um, going on some pubs and stuff. And we sat at a, one restaurant, just random random people around. And one suggested, you know, we should play a game to break the ice. And uh, I suggest we play like um, uh, two, uh, two uh, one fact, two uh, two lies. And we're like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so uh, it, it's I think it's it's actually. A really fun game, and because yeah. uh, you actually get to discover a lot about the other one without yeah. uh, without asking awkward questions. So, or you like you because um, <clears throat> I said we like um, we're doing three rounds, mm -hmm. and when I typed out the the lies and the truths, I was like, hmm, this is gonna be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you want to start? Yeah. Okay. So, did you one. make it? Did you make it? difficult or did you make it easy <laughs> well mm, let's say creative okay yeah me too okay round one uh okay you have to guess like i'll i'll tell you like three facts and you have to guess which one is true okay so first one um i have ridden on the back of an elephant i second i have been on a safari trip to africa And third, I've held a baby lion in my arms. Who? <laughs> um, um, uh, well, that's a good one. Uh, I, I don't know, but I believe you, you're kind of the type who goes to Africa and visits a safari? Nope. No? Okay. <laughs> Then maybe the baby lion. Nope, again. <laughs> But I've ridden you... the back of the elephant. Wow, how was that? Yeah, I was. I think I was like around seven or eight years old. Um, <gasps> I've never done this in that age. <laughs> there was a circus that, uh, that my oh, parents took me. Okay. So I rode actually uh, at the end of the show. You could actually go and um, and you know uh, see the animals and stuff. Oh, and yeah. uh, you could ride the the back of the elephant for for a picture, and the elephant would walk like a few steps. Uh, or you, oh, you could actually one of the things you hold a snake, or you could actually hold a baby lion. Uh, but <laughs> I didn't have time for that, so oh. I just rode the back of the elephant. Oh, I I am scared of heights. I would have never done that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that's how I overcame my fear of heights. Hmm. Maybe I should do this the next uh, yeah. time. Like I'm visiting circus, and then after the show, just to ride an elephant. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like hello. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Um, my facts. 
first i had post hold on <laughs> all right sometimes i have like a language i'm like okay so um first i hate podcasts second i hate weddings or third i had i hate berlin mm. so i had to find which one is true right Mm. You had Berlin? Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. I don't think you hate podcasts. So <laughs> go with the second answer. Nope. <laughs> really? You hate podcasts? My God. <laughs> I told you it would become funny. I've never said that, but like Is I was like, something? right, I'm just putting it into. I don't like listening to podcasts. I, you know, I do this podcast, but mainly because I can interview my legends. Uh-huh. Like I search for a format I can interview my legends, and then, but I'm not a podcast listener at all. Mm, wow, <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's it, it would be like if I'm if I made the music that I make and I didn't like '80s music, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes in that way in that way yeah I don't know <clears throat> it's just I don't ha I'm not a person who is patient so like mm. I can't like I'm even going crazy after editing three hours the podcast episode and I'm really I'm not the type who can like listen to one interview an hour and like I can't I'm sorry <laughs> to <laughs> well, disappoint everybody yeah I, I don't like like too long po uh, podcasts mm -hmm. like, uh, uh, or, or over an hour Yeah. Usually, after 45 minutes are good for me. So yeah. I was listen to those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even listen to my own podcast. Like, you know, yeah, I don't. Um, it's always it's always kind of, if you're a podcaster and then you find, you know, then other podcasters are like hitting you like, hey, I have also a podcast. Maybe you want to support each other. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That, okay. That there's, uh, I can understand that. I don't stream my own music, but uh yeah because because i've done it so many times when, uh, when, when i was making it so. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> just to find just to find mistakes just to find mistakes and i always like listen it once or twice after it's uploaded on spotify and just see if there's any difference in the compression of the sound or whatever just to notice uh, any anything that's that sounds off <laughs> yeah um okay <laughs> that was a funny first round yeah <laughs> i'm surprised <laughs> okay so round two mm -hmm. so fact number one i have never been on a boat round two uh, question uh fact two i have never tried sushi oh. and uh, i have never been to scotland okay hmm maybe you've never eaten sushi no i love sushi Okay. <laughs> Fail. Um, I can't believe you were never on a boat. Okay, so you go for Scotland then. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah, I've never been to Scotland. I was like thinking like Scotland is like really, it, it's like next to England, but it's not that close to London. So I was like, hmm. Yeah, but you know, for most people that, that that travel to London to live, it's one of the first places they visit whenever they get like uh, annual leave or they can uh, they have some some days off. Hmm. Okay. Because there's, like, there's so much history and uh, and architecture and uh, and so much art. Um, yeah. 
or like just the, like the queen she's always when she has the days off she goes to scotland <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay um okay um first um oh yeah this is about follow me so like <laughs> all right um first follow me was inspired by my brother second follow me was three times edited before i published it third follow me's original language is english I know it's not English, because uh, there was something about translation in the book. Uh, I go for the second one. You edited it three times. Nope. <laughs> it was inspired by my brother. And actually, if you open my book... Yeah, it's said dedicated to my brother, Flo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, how could I miss this? <laughs> I was like, maybe, maybe he, he has been a good reader. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was thinking in, in technical terms, like uh, whenever I make my music, I mean, there were songs that I edited them like for like four or five times. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, books are always like they are, they have a first draft and a second draft, third draft. Yeah. Um, but the follow me, it's actually what you're reading is the first draft. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That rarely happens with my music. <laughs> <laughs> That never happens again for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, round three. So, um, last round. Yeah. So fact number one I have lived in Czech Republic. Um, I have lived in Sweden. And I have never crossed countries on a ferry. I will go with the third one. Which one? Deferred. The ferry. No, I've actually I've crossed um, from Estonia to Finland with a with a ferry. So. <laughs> so you lived in Sweden. Hmm? So you lived in Sweden. No, but I visited Sweden. My sister lived in Sweden. Oh. But I've lived in Czech Republic um, when I was on the Erasmus. <laughs> okay. Six months. It's considered like a decent time. To- yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, first, I'm a nerd for 80s music and I know almost every artist of the 80s. Second, I am a nerd for literature and I know almost every famous writer. Third, I am a nerd for astra- astrolo- astrology. Astro- astrology. Sorry. And I know almost all meanings of the signs. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Fact two would be too obvious. Hmm. Uh, I think you're an F for astrology. No. <laughs> wow, you're an F for the 80s music? Yes. <laughs> wow. I'm always battling, I'm always battling the, the F with my dad. <laughs> Like when I was younger and just recently discovered the 80s, he was like, you know, like he knows everything better. And then I did a lot of research. Still like, I'm still like sometimes really discovering new artists, but like that happens very rarely. I'm like, yeah. Actually, I have some vinyls from the from the 80s that were actually bought from the 80s, not like reissues or anything. And this yeah. is like, 
now and I and I was listening to listen to them on my on my vinyl player and they, and they still sound so fresh like yeah they sound like they, they were made like I don't know a couple of years ago yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I love about the music of the 80s yeah that's true all right that was two nice. lies and one truth yeah I guess we learned a lot about each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe things you didn't want to know <laughs> mm. <laughs> Like you hate podcasts or like what? But we currently are on one, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So you were here, and when I started the podcast one year ago, I actually had you on my guest list. Okay. Yeah, but I've never really like texted you, and then I saw that you really announced your debut album, and um, then I already I also have texted you about my novel. And then you have bought my novel and that's mostly how I came back to your music like oh, oh. I wanted to interview him <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's super nice yeah I was I was so happy when I got your order from the book like, mm -hmm. hmm. well you didn't know it was it was me in the beginning until I uh yeah but I I you know I have mentioned you in my story about your debut novel Mm -hmm. And then I saw that you have, when I texted you about my Dubino, that you said you will order it on that, on that day and mm -hmm. you haven't. So when I mentioned you and then right after the words, the order came in, I was like, oh. Yeah, I got busy with something and, and I was like, you know, I haven't ordered it. I'll, I'll get back to that. I have to do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I'm always going crazy if I get an order. I'm like, oh my God, somebody's interested <laughs> yeah. in my story. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, same goes for me when whenever I see like um, new streams on my music, like lots of listeners added because there's this app on uh, called Spotify for artists. Mm -hmm. where you can actually check um, uh, countries that people are listening uh, listening to you from, like uh, age groups, genres, or yeah, or even cities. And and I was I'm always so happy when a new part of the world is added. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same for my podcast. There's also a Spotify for podcasters. <laughs> So like maybe it's the same um, statics like you get with your music, just a podcast. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, thank you again for buying my novel. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> it's been fun reading it so far. I like How the, are you? the I like I the reflections that. and the uh, and, and um the tense of the atmosphere, especially like uh, in in the first chapter. I don't want to spoil that, but the, you know, there was like with with the cinema hall and how everybody was so tense, and then during the the music video and uh, you know jumping from uh, and then jumping to the past with a flashback, and I was like, what? <laughs> it took me by surprise. It, it was it was uh, I I have enjoyed so far the description of feelings and and how how vibrant they are throughout the uh, the book. Thank you, thank you. Which chapter are you right now? I, I finished uh, the sixth chapter. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know what... <laughs> it's such a shame for me. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, here, the sixth chapter. So, like, you finished the sixth chapter. Yep. Oh, then you're almost done. 
Well, there's still, I believe there's still a lot, lot to, um, to, un- to unveil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, from that moment on you reading now, I've written that one in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Theo's so impressed. Like, what? That's nice. That's actually, yeah, sometimes, is, do you consider that fast or slow? That was fast. <laughs> so. I'm actually a slower writer, but I remember I I knew it will be finished soon. I don't know why, but I felt the energy and it was Christmas. I think it was the second Christmas day and I visited my aunt and I was really tired. And when I get home, it was like 7 p.m. And I was like, all right, mom, you know what? I lay now in bed and sleep and um, set an alarm for 2 a.m. in the morning. And then I get mm-hmm. up and write my finish my novel. And that's what I've done. Yeah. Wow. At 4 a.m. in the morning, my book was finished. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Actually, um, there are times with my music when I when I get an inspiration and yeah. I, I finish a song like um, in real time, just as I write it, yeah. and I have like and I have my guitar or or on the piano, and uh, I just write from from start to finish on on one go. Like uh, I remember, I think Bittersweet Paradise, the the first single. I think I wrote it in about. I think 40 minutes I had like the uh, the, the complete song. Wow. Uh, but I didn't I didn't actually know what uh, it it was actually a lot different back then when, mm-hmm. when I initially wrote it it had like some different um uh chord progressions but uh and I was working on something else and <laughs> and I was like you know I maybe I should I should change it to bit of sweet paradise cuz I I really love that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah when I when, when I and, and then I started producing it. <laughs> it was uh when did when did you start producing like producing is such a like okay i'm songwriting sometimes as well but just for my own mm-hmm. right well still tell you what um i had this um kind of arranger keyboard when i was uh, when i was 10 years old mm-hmm. uh, my grandma got it for my birthday and um you know this uh, the arranger keyboard has like a uh, lots of sounds uh in it and it has lots of styles you can actually play like a groove like a rhythm and then you can add like a bass or 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 like different uh instruments on top of it so this was like a foundation for me to actually start um composing my my own music but at the time i wasn't writing any lyrics i was just making some instrumentals and, and and stuff mostly surprisingly enough electronic and techno (laughs) <laughs> wow <laughs> that was the thing back then so um yeah but then at, at the age of 13 I, uh, I you know puberty and stuff I started writing um like I started writing lyrics and uh writing songs about uh, you know um a girl like I, I liked in school and <laughs> she didn't like me back or that kind of stuff yes <laughs> and then as, as as I grew older I uh I started writing more and producing more and uh and then I switched like on uh I found like uh, a friend of mine came, uh, came to my place and you know I have this software that you you can actually make music on the computer and I was like my my word just uh, just blew <laughs> <laughs> my mind was like blown away yeah yeah I was I was actually blown away with all the all the stuff you could do and uh <laughs> Then I bought like an external sound card to actually start producing, and then I had like I found a way to connect my keyboard to that uh, to that uh, sound card and and to like lots of amazing stuff. Then I learned guitar, wow. and, <laughs> and I think started started building up from there. Yeah, step by step. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, producing is such a complex thing. You've mm-hmm. just, like, you just taught it yourself or did you watch well, I went, it? I, well, I went to music school for it, so. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and then you were, like, in class of, for producing or? Exactly. So um, it, it, it started as, uh, actually, I was actually torn between starting, like, songwriting or producing. Mm-hmm. and producing has 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 a lot, lot more opportunities and, and I liked creating stuff and I thought to myself you know I started with making instrumentals so lyrics yeah. came after it so I should start with what um what subconsciously or in my heart I think it was the foundation for, uh, for me to start making music and then I did production courses and uh and that that opened opened some doors for me here and there <laughs> But at the same time, I was still keeping keeping some songs to myself with songwriting because um, they were like very personal. There were others I gave away. And... <laughs> gave them away? Yeah. To another artist to like, or... Actually, I, I incorporated them in commercials. I was making music for some commercials uh, on TV or uh, or, or internet and, and stuff. So there were some actually... There was some music that actually started to become a song, and then I was like, I'm, I wasn't too happy with it. But people mm-hmm. were actually willing to buy it for a commercial. I was like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish this. That's cool. If they hear uh, this, they probably think I'm <laughs> I'm a douchebag. But <laughs> no, no. Well, no. It's just it just happens sometimes. You start something, yeah. you're like, oh no, I don't like this. Or like sometimes. Um, a book I haven't finished yet um, was actually coming out of another book idea. Mm-hmm. So, like I had a book idea, but like so. Oh uh, no! Actually, like I okay, like I started once editing. Follow me, um, but I deleted all the edited stuff <laughs> <laughs> because it became so complicated. Um, but yeah, I had some. I added some new scenes, and I remember that I wasn't. Then I deleted them all again, but I was happy like really satisfied with this one scene and so from this scene out of a completely new book came so like yeah but it has nothing to do with follow me but like it still has the, the same scene <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually nice and you know it, it, uh, these um these small things actually can go from um you know also apply to music or or, or even theater yeah you get inspired for something you made in the past and then you want to make something something new and fresh and you use like use the old stuff you made as an inspiration yeah and then you, exactly um you, i mean there are countless of songs that i made that i've used the same drums yeah <laughs> why not why okay. not do you i do you listen to the beaches what who the beaches yeah yeah i'm not See? like a, like a huge like uh, like a huge uh, fan of them but i'm, I'm i've like saved a couple of songs on my playlist Okay, yeah, because I just recently, uh, like in March or something, I watched the Beaches documentary, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? And there they were talking about the how um, how in, I think it was from Night Fever? Yeah, from Night Fever, um, the drummer got sick and they had to do Staying Alive, but the drummer got sick and couldn't yeah. be there. So they took the drums from Night Fever and re- um, uh, how's it saying? Bladed Reward? Yeah, uh, in a yeah. and slowed it a bit, little bit, and that's the drums of Staying Alive. And I was like, like you can still do, use the same stuff for another song. Why not? 
always they are the um the sounds actually you actually take some sounds and then you tweak them and make something different i mean i I can tell you right now that um basically two of my singles like um bittersweet paradise and girl in black have the same have the same drums it's the same sound i just took them differently yeah why not isolate them you can actually hear that yeah oh I will take care the next time I listen to them. <laughs> like play them next to each other. Like, <laughs> no. Probably you'll know this, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot an answer. I forgot a question. I really, I don't know. But like, yeah, like music just, but like, I think there are so many songs that, um, because when somebody gets lawsuit or something, I'm like, dude that's music like we can you that will always always be something that was you know some sometime there like you know what i mean well there are there are countless of songs but there are only so many instruments so you can you can actually write like a thousand songs on a piano yeah but they all but they they will still have a piano sound so that's true you can even have the same chord, uh, chord progression, but um, yeah, but you can still tweak it and make it sound different. Yeah, exactly. You can change the sound. I mean, well, with guitars is more complicated because there's countless of uh, guitar types, but but with a piano, the piano makes one particular sound. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. It, it's it's the the only thing that's that changes with uh, with every song is is the color mm-hmm. of the sound, the coloration of the sound um or some added effects like reverb or delays or the, it was like te- I'm going, i know i'm going too technical right now oh yeah that's fine but you can also there there's some also some cool tricks with music uh, something that's called saturation mm-hmm. where you can actually uh, uh run a microphone through the uh, through the piano and then run that microphone through a, git- a guitar amp so wow Okay, I haven't done that. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it's um it's something that um, makes a uh, production like very creative, and also the same same goes for um and so, some things were actually um discovered uh, kind of accidentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the music industry, every everybody keeps talking about the Phil Collins sound, back from the eighties, uh, how he made that snare drum hit. Yeah, when it's reverb, but it's not actually reverb because it stops right there. It's like yeah. Is what what they call a gator reverb, where it opens and it closes, and uh, it actually ha- that happened accidentally because there was like a mic hanging from the ceiling, and uh, it was intended for a guitar track, but um, they had it next to the snare drum, and and they caught and they accidentally caught that sound, <laughs> and everybody loved it, and uh, yeah, and, uh, but but the label didn't like it. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, then they released it anyway. That. But then they like actually that. convinced them to release it anyway, and it became such an iconic sound. Yeah. In the air tonight, the other song. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. labels are like are like um Dirty Dancing, the movie. They wanted to burn this movie and look what it is now, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes they're like, oh, this will one be or like um uh I know about Uptown Funk that yeah. the label said, ah, we don't know if this is gonna be a hit because the latest, I think the last album of Mark Ronson wasn't, 
wasn't go- doing that well. So when he came out with Upton Funk, they were like, ah, oh, we don't know if this was going to be a hit or something. And then they were like, all right, let's just put it out. And then he put it out. And... Yeah, it became the big- one of the biggest hits of uh, that year. Yes, exactly. Or of the decade, I think, something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes they're wrong. <laughs> oh, well. Above um, all, they're, they're businessmen, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, how is your writing, like, um, how is the songwriting process going for you? Well, usually I get an idea with, um, it, it actually usually starts, it starts different every time, but um, usually I I get like a melody that plays, plays a lot in my head. And uh, I can be anywhere. I can be on like uh, on the metro. I can be on the street. I can be at home uh, doing something. And th- then there's like this melody that's stuck in my that's stuck in my head. And usually a small line of lyrics, but it doesn't really make any sense at that time. So I'm <laughs> mumbling like various like uh, gibberish. Um, and then what I what I do if I can't work on it at, at that moment, I usually take my phone and uh, record a voice memo. Of me singing that stuff like just hitting my chest sound like a drum or something. yeah it's <laughs> or, just that you know it afterwards like close, close by so i can actually save that idea because I, I i might not remember it when it by the time i get home or by the time mm-hmm. i get to work on it yeah exactly and um that's how it usually starts and uh and then i sit down and probably work on it and uh i start like make, making like a loop or mm-hmm. or I, go, I just grab my guitar and then I just play something, play a little bit with it, get a piece of paper and started writing and usually turns it into a song. <laughs> usually. <laughs> yeah, wow. sometimes it may turn it into something that I, I'm like, okay, let's leave it. But, <laughs> but I, I record what I've done so far uh, in a voice memo because you never know when, I, when, you know when I'll get back to it. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, and I-, uh, I also have like my sister... Um, gave me uh this little notebook Ooh. and it has and i have like make, made notes of songs i've written in here like <laughs> yeah, why not i also have a lot of these things i actually I actually have like one tiny one where mm-hmm. i'm just grabbing sometimes it's weird but sometimes i'm laying in bed awake and then there's a dialogue going on in my head and i'm like oh this is good like i don't it doesn't even yeah. have to match the current book i'm working on but i'm like the dialogue is so good. Maybe I can use it one day. <laughs> you know what the the, mo- the most frustrating stuff is when when it happens um, when I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. It could be like four a.m. in the morning, and 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 I'm, I'm like laying in bed. I cannot I cannot sleep, and this melody or this uh, this lyric, this line is stuck in my head. And I'm like, okay, if I try to sleep now, I probably won't remember it in the morning. So yeah. I have to get up. So I'm like, Theo, come on, get up. Despite the cold or whatever, just get up and, and write it. Yeah. So I try to convince myself and to do that lately. And um, a few, um, like a few years ago, I, I used to finish them right away. Now, because I'm, I'm busy with work and stuff, I usually write down my idea, record a voice memo, and then leave it for some time when I have, uh, when I'm actually free to do it. Yeah. But back back when I was um, still a student and and stuff, I would like I would just write the whole song. And if you actually see my folder on my, on my computer. When the, the initial document was created, you see like 4 a.m., 6.30 a.m., like <laughs> <laughs> 7 a.m. in the morning. So many you could, you could put out like an album of like uh, 3 a.m. De- demos. 
I've actually thought of that, but there are songs that I, that I never want to put out because they're like, I mean, lyrics that I wrote when I was like 14 or 15. Oh. Uh, some of them are good. Uh, that I'm, I still play them on, on, on la- when, I, when I play live, when I used to play live, COVID. Uh, but yeah. there are some of them that I'm like, uh, oh, I cringe so much when I, when I, when I read those lyrics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Sometimes it happens to you that you just write something really cringe down and you're like, okay. Yeah, because we we grow up and we don't we don't really process uh, things the same way. Yeah, or like it, it, it even happens now to me. Like maybe it's because I'm still sixteen, but like um, I remember on Valentine's Day, <laughs> I sat down and wrote a letter to a crush, and I said I just said "dear crush," and then I noted down my feelings because I felt how this um, <laughs> how this crushing face is like fading away on my side and I was writing this letter and now I'm looking back at it and it, it, it really sounds cringe but like now I'm submitting it to magazines that they publish it because, but because it's like really it's it's something it became something creative and something that um you know that's not often read mm-hmm. yeah that's that's actually true and uh, nowadays um like in 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 the in the last few few months, I realized that uh, if I write something cringe, I probably put it out anyway. Because uh, yeah, you know, cringe things nowadays are interesting. So yeah, or like cringe is always from another perspective. You know what I mean? So exactly. like my best friend is always. I have a private account and I'm doing cringe stories in there, <laughs> and she always says she says that it's cringe and that I'm sometimes crazy. And I'm like, well, I don't think I'm crazy. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's just like letting some some of your insecurities get out to the world, and yeah. uh, it's it, it's also a vulnerable side of us. Yeah, you know? but that's what artists are always doing. <laughs> you know, uh, our, whenever uh, I I talk about cringe music, I was uh, one thing that comes to mind is that that Taylor Swift song, um, uh, the the one she did with uh, Brandon and Yuri called "Me." There's a part called uh, that was oh hey kids spelling is fun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know they removed it from Spotify, but uh, but on the music video it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you said you wanted to talk with me about literature. Hmm. Did you understand me? What? Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't hear you. Sorry. Um, um, yeah. Do you want to talk about literature now, or like, uh, should we first talk about the UDP album? Well, I don't mind. Well, okay. it's, it's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I listened yesterday. Yesterday mm-hmm. night. That's so funny. I watched my TV show like every night before I'm, before I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, the theme song was ending, and I press and stop because i was like oh my god i haven't listened to the single yet like i can go to this interview and be like i haven't listened to the single yet <laughs> and and i really loved it i think i had it three times on repeat i'm sorry okay. <laughs> <laughs> like streams before the song is even out <laughs> do they count like do these streams count now or like no. do they count Oh no! This is like uh, this is actually private. It would count for for SoundCloud, the, the platform that I, that I actually uh, sent yeah. from. It's a private link; nobody can see it yet. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not a Spotify link because um, yeah, Spotify but if it's, allow 
private yeah session. but if it's coming out on soundcloud and people will be like oh yeah. six times already heard <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably that that will count yes yeah. i remember so, i remember the dude um the the legend who did my um my um theme song for the podcast he sent me like a playlist of songs he's he had done in that year and i could choose my theme song in it <laughs> and there's another song he didn't give to me because he wants to put it out on his own but like this song i still listen to it secretly and i see how the <laughs> play counts are like pushing up and up and it's still unreleased and i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's that's super super cool yeah, at least yeah. he knows that maybe he looks back at it one day and be like, oh, this song was kind of, this song was really uh, fun for somebody to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> people find it fun, fun interest, interesting if it's, not, if it's not released. And uh, yeah. there, there's been like uh, lots of um, situations where unreleased songs get a lo- lot of attention. Yes, yes. Or like somebody is making an album and then the... Um, the songs that didn't make the final cut of the album are yeah. getting leaked and then people are listening to them like oh my god yeah and they're going crazy about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah even um did you charlie xc um xc xc yeah. was like tweeting the other day about like how making music is such a intense process and that she writes indeed a lot of songs but she never sometimes thinks she will publish them and they should just stop with like, oh, Charlie, can you please release the unreleased songs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ed Sheeran had like, uh, before before he even released his first album, he had, he had like uh, 50 songs leaked. Yes. So. Yes. But like, but like the leaking, like um, of the songs that ma- made actually the cut is kind of like mean in my perspective. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That that happened to Dua Lipa, I think, the future nostalgia. That's why she put out the album one week before it actually came out because it got. Yeah, released. actually, I actually re- read about it. I didn't actually um, hear any any of the leaks of, of that album, uh, <laughs> but but I was pleasantly surprised because the album the album is fire. I love it. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. So anyway, I listened to three times or more on uh, the on Cheater. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I really liked it. So oh, thank you. Yeah. It's um actually I I made that song um last June, and I was planning to release it as as a, as the next single. Um, the thing is, this was actually part of an online class uh, that I took uh, in June. You know, June was the time was the time when I was tra- when I traveled back to Greece and stuff. Actually, mid June. And I started in the beginning and the class started from first uh, to June until the 30th. Mm-hmm. So it was like a whole month, like making three songs uh, on, uh, on this class. And it was hosted by, um, by another uh, indie uh, pop artist. Uh, I don't know if you know him. He's, 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 uh, he's from the Netherlands. His name is Blanks. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Of course I know him. <laughs> so yeah, he has like on, on learnmonthly.com. He has like a, like a, like his, uh, like an online participation class. And you okay. actually uh, follow like his style of production, and, and you work on three songs: one cover song and two originals. Mm-hmm. And one of the songs that I uh, and, and I started writing on and uh, for the second song, I made "Cheater." I had like actually written like um, some part of the lyrics in the, prior to that session. Okay. And I was like, you know, this is the song I, I, I actually want, want to make because it was playing in my head, playing in my head all the time. 
and then I'm go- I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna put my '80s inspiration in it, and <laughs> I'm gonna make it like a, a tribute song um, to um, to my favorite band called uh, Bleachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, and when people actually heard it, they could hear the, the inspiration from Bleachers, and uh, <laughs> uh, and I was really happy with with the, with the result. And everybody was, uh, someone was commending because at the end of the set, at the end of the of the, uh, of the deadline for for the for the session, yeah. uh, you have to actually post the song, and people could, could like comment on it in the community uh, yeah. space of of that um, uh, course. And uh, people, some someone said, "Oh, this should be like in every '80s uh, teen movies." <laughs> yeah, it has the vibes of it. It has the vibes of it. Of course. Yeah, I was actually inspired by uh, by '80s movies. Um, yeah. And uh, and also my my favorite band Bleachers. It's um, I used like I used piano. I used like a subtle like guitars on clean, and uh, and then the synthesizers, of course. Yeah, I, 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 I love it. And I have it spinning in my head the entire day now. <laughs> and actually, the, but it's a good um, thing. Thank you. And actually, the album, um, ref- uh, the whole album reflects the uh, the inspirations that, that I've had uh, over the over the years that, in- that inspired my music. Um, I mean, Cheater may sound like a like like a Bleachers album, but there's another song on the album that's called Strangers Again. Uh, when I played it for someone, um, he said, did you write it with a, with a 1975? Because it sounds like a very 1975 song. Yeah. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised, yeah. And there's another ballad uh, called How Do We Let Love In that sounds like a Taylor Swift song, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so... I think uh, it shows like l- lots of different sides of me and how how music, uh, how popular music inspired me um, to make what I'm, what to do what I, what I always do. Yeah, and uh, your album is called Right Then, Right Now. Yeah, and it's going to be released in two parts. So there's a, because uh, it was written in in actually in, in two phases of my life. I mean. Um, so the first part will, will be called right then, and the first and the second one will be called right now. Oh, okay. So it's like a side A, side B kind of kind yes. of thing. Uh, right then, um, the first part of, of the album, actually each part has seven songs, so fourteen in total. Um, so the first part, all the songs were written in a, during the first wave of, of the pandemic. So yeah. they're all from uh, songs from last year, uh, and uh, is uh, it's it's like actually. All about uh, most of them, actually, except for one. Uh, all about a, a past relationship and okay. uh, how how it went from the from the, the Theo. Breakdown. Can you repeat that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the internet connection was just like what happened. I don't know. The internet connection uh, connection was just oh. like um. Yeah, like it okay. sounded really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, I was like the first part of uh, of uh, most of the songs are about uh, a past relationship, how it started, how uh, from the top um, when we were feeling like we were on the t- on top of the world and the uh, the ending and then the breakdown uh, of it came. So so it has like an all these journey. all these. Things. So it's an entire journey of falling uh, in falling out of love 
it's not it's not in, in perfect order, but uh, <laughs> but but I like sh- sh- showcasing these uh, these the, these feelings of, of the past. Yeah. Except for one song, uh, one, of the, one of the slow songs called "How Do We Let Love In." It's uh, it's uh, um, society basically. Yeah, it, every album needs a society song. So and and the second exactly, and the second part was written. Um, pretty much during the second wave of, of the pandemic. Like uh, I started writing it uh, probably in November mm-hmm. and um, I finished, I, I finished it like in February. Okay. And uh, it, it explores a, a different aspect, like me moving, moving to Athens, like uh, uh, getting in, in, into a new relationship, talking about that and, uh, and everything that builds up from there. That sounds cool. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it's like, like a full, like a full, What? So it's like 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 I'm a, like a you know going through two phases like the first the first uh, the first wave of the pandemic and then yeah. me coming to coming to Greece and uh, living a different life than what it was before. Yeah. So you're gonna release it also in two parts. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Do you? So uh, one, the first part is gonna uh, is will be out um, midsummer. Okay. So in July. And the second part of the end of the summer won't be like too far, like not too far from each other. Do you? Hello. Hello. Yeah. Ah, there you are. (laughs) What happened? It stopped again. I don't know. It was just freeze. Really? I could could still see you from. (laughs) I could still hear you. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe it got windy. That's why. Um, but yeah. So the first part is coming out beginning of August, and the second one is Mm -hmm. like beginning of, uh, summer. I'm thinking of August, and the second one um, at the end. Of- actually, in, in actually, in uh, first part is coming is in uh, first part is coming in July, and uh, the second part at the end of August. I'm excited. I can't wait to listen to yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah. um, I'm I'm excited and scared at the same time. So yeah, yeah. I mean that's completely fine and understandable. Like it's your first album. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't really, really done such a thing before. And yeah, you always. So it's it's a new experience for me. Yeah, because it's easier to get picked up by playlists. Yeah. <laughs> for marketing purposes, but uh, I reached the point like actually I didn't decide to make an album until uh, when I think all so from all that time I was actually deciding which is going to be my next single. Okay. And I thought to myself, you know, you know what, Theo, you you've thought a lot about numbers and the streams and the <laughs> listeners and stuff. And, and I just thought to myself, you know, screw it all. I'm just gonna do. Uh, I'm just gonna do this for for people that like my music. I, I I don't care about about any any metrics or analytics or all that. I'm just gonna do my thing. And uh, for once, I'll take the risk of putting. And I told myself I'm gonna put out more songs than I ever have in my entire career so far. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, but you you haven't even like um, released EPs because sometimes artists um, um, releasing before they release their debut album, they're releasing mm-hmm. EPs, EPs yeah. until it's going. I don't know, but I just I interviewed on Wednesday. I interviewed an artist who um, she signed now, but like she um, she decided that she would put out EPs until she has like a a good fan base to put out like an album. Mm-hmm. Like I really like when people are still like um, independent, still like putting out um, albums because it's. I think putting out albums is, um, it's like it's it's like a story. You know what I mean? It's just not snippets of a story. Exactly, and uh, uh, the thing the thing is um, that's when I told myself, you know, you you don't have to care about uh, analytics anymore. Just um, do. what you what you do for the sake of music and for the sake of uh of your listeners it's the pandemic and yeah. people are staying home more than ever so if they have <laughs> something to listen to so yeah. here's my album yeah exactly um <clears throat> yeah or like even if you even i think um the moment you done you like stop caring about all these like if people will read it or something for, for example in my case um it starts to like get to people you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's not like I, I don't care how how it goes i mean i still have like a like a solid strategy to to release it but, yeah of course uh, but it, but it's not like uh oh you know this is the song i'm i'm, I'm going to pick cuz it has the most potential to be picked up by radio uh well i may think about it in the in the back of my head but it won't be the priority yeah exactly exactly so People like my uh, people like my music for what for what it is, and uh, I don't I don't want to feel uh, I don't want my fans to feel like they're like uh, some part of uh, like um, you know some part of commercialism. So yeah, well, I want to I want to build a family, so, uh, like yeah. a, like a really close fan basis. So I put an album with uh, putting my heart out, and uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah um yeah you said you also wanted to talk with me about literature mm-hmm. as i am an author <laughs> yeah um good what yeah of course because uh i re- um i read books not not too many but um whenever i read i'm really specific what what i because uh, i like simulating stories i like uh stories that, that uh can make me visualize in, in my head um the scene and and what's happening okay it's following and, me making you that <laughs> yeah actually uh, what actually captivated me usually um what happens with books is that you read the the first chapter and it's not until you've reached like the third or the fourth chapter where you actually um get a visual in your head of what happens yeah well, especially nowadays, because back back if I read like an Agatha Christie like a novel, probably I'll I'll visualize the whole thing in my head. But because <laughs> um, back then, writing was was different. Yeah. Now um, there there have only been a few books that have actually um, managed to do that. And I like what I liked about yours is like from the first scene, uh, I could actually visualize like we were in a big space. Yeah, it wasn't mentioned that it was a theater until like uh, later on, and then I was like, okay, this is a, this is a stage. This is seeing something something's big happening. I can actually see. I actually felt like myself being in a dark space, uh, oh. uh, like and uh, 
like actually being there and seeing yeah exactly and (laughs) i like being behind the character behind um uh alice and like uh and then see the stage light (laughs) uh, (laughs) going on and yeah and that's why that's what i liked about about your book it actually capture me and uh, I could actually visualize it and see the characters uh, paint their picture their faces in my, in my head oh. and I feel that, that, that was uh, to me yeah I mean I, I could even visualize them in my head like with their clothing they'll be like very I don't know like long dresses like or like suits some of them would be like very Gatsby style or yeah. <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah well that was the beginning that i feel honor um but yeah same thing goes well another book that managed to do this was um the witcher books from from who is it or the the what kind of books you know they what which books the um what was it the um from uh lauren uh no no the from andrei sapkowski Oh, you know the one that became a TV series, um, like a few, uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like medieval fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So yeah, that was one. Of, uh, that was an, an, uh, another series of books that captivated me long before the series came out, okay. and I could actually uh, see that. Also, the Harry Potter books, as as I was growing up. Yeah. I could see that, and so lately I've been v- very picky with uh, choosing books. Uh, that I like and uh, but yeah I like uh, I usually like uh, books that are, that tell a story and um, they actually have a plot twist <laughs> I'm really because <laughs> uh, it actually keeps me engaged and uh-huh. uh, makes me w- want to read and see see what's happening there's there's like the um, the thrill uh, yeah. you're actually anxious about what's going to happen next and uh, is the um is their life in danger is something bad's going to ha- is something bad going to happen so that's one of the things that is, uh the that draw me um to read books yeah yeah i was with um about the plot twist i was thinking you know as a there are two kind of writers. There are one writers that write books and think about all the technical terms and like, oh, we need to there, we need their plot twist or something. And I'm like somebody who just writes. And then afterwards, I'm like, does the story has a plot twist? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't always have, need to have a plot twist, but uh... yes, yes, of course not. But like sometimes it's like, does the story have a plot twist? <laughs> yeah i don't know for example the book i write currently um it's not a follow-up to follow me like i planned on doing that (laughs) but then i was like hmm i don't know i i'm i'm going to live another story and um the book actually i just um i wrote on it till 3 a.m this morning (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was keeping me awake and um yeah, actually, this, this one, to not, like, spoil you, <laughs> but, like, um, I like stories where um, where you have, like, the, this story I'm currently writing, I started writing it, and the main character 
all my friends around me, like I read them the first page and I told them all about the main character. And they were like, I don't like this guy. And and just this the sentence on them made me think. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna, you know, like I'm gonna make them like him. And um, yeah, that was like really pretty cool. I think I wouldn't have done, the story wouldn't have turned out how it is now without the sentence mm. of my best friend. Like, I don't like this guy. <laughs> I think I think that's uh, that's what's interesting about books because it, it makes you feel things. Yes. So they don't feel like uh, distant characters of some some story. Uh, you actually connect with those. You, you actually see if you like someone or, or not. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, that's what makes a story interesting. You know, even if if, if you say, if some I don't like that character, that's a motivation to actually keep <laughs> keep making it more intense. <laughs> yeah. Or I remember. Um, so like the book is coming out like in some months but like <laughs> i just tell you that um that at the beginning um yeah they don't like um the male main character but there's also a female main character and at the beginning it looks like this entire story um is placed around her but then in truth it plays around him so they kind of forced to like live with him his life to find out what how her life is going on so um uh-huh. wow. like forcing them to um <laughs> to accompany my male main character they don't like <laughs> that's very clever yeah because <laughs> i was just like one. thinking i remember i was sitting there and he was like i don't like that guy and i was like i but you know like i love him and i was like how can you not like him? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this oh. is, you see this so much um, going on behind uh, writing uh, a book and, and <laughs> writing something. There's, there's even even though f- for some people it may look so simple, there is uh, so much thought uh, behind how I'm going to build this character. I'm going to make people relate relate to it. Sometimes you, I suppose you don't even do it on purpose. It's just how it yes. comes out. Yes, exactly. Or um, in Follow Me, there's this one scene where Alice is putting uh, sugar mm-hmm. instead of salt into the noodles when she's mm-hmm. cooking. Yeah. Yeah. And that scene, I was sitting with my, um, with my piano teacher and he was reading my book at that time. And he was like, you need to have to give it a scene where people can re- like the listener can um, not the listener, the reader can relate to. And I was mm-hmm. like, hmm. And then he, he noted down like three examples. And that was one like um, um, uh, uh, using sugar instead of salt. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> that sounds interesting. <laughs> no, I have a Christmas scene of uh, sugared noodles instead of salted noodles. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, all senses play part. So mm-hmm. when you describe sounds, people can hear them in, in their heads. When you describe a scene, people can visualize it or, you, or, or the smell or even taste. Yeah. So all senses come together. Yeah, exactly. But all te- or when you describe a texture, People can actually feel like, like like they're touching it. So yeah, um, there's this one scene I have to ask you because I just recently got from another reader that mm-hmm. this scene was was kind of like really special for them. Um, okay, scene where um, uh, sorry, um, Joachim, <laughs> really okay. really typical German name here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, where Joachim is um 
comment. Hold on, I look for his, um, that's there. Um, uh, where is it? Uh, send me the, the page and I'll find it because I got mm -hmm. the book. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I have to find the page as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Oh yeah, here. Um, beginning of February, um, eighty-four, page eighty-four. Beginning 84. of February, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Mm, beginning of February, twenty eighteen. Yep. The scene where Joachim is knocking on the door and wants to go to Michael, but um, Ellen is there. Uh huh. Yeah. How, how did you feel in that scene? Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want to tell why? What? You want to tell why? <laughs> mm, I mean, um, it's 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 awkward because it's like a, a very tense atmosphere, mm -hmm. but um, not in a serious way. But in in a, in, in a more in, in a situation where, you know, how do I? Re I mean, I was thinking about the other characters like uh, Ellen. Uh, how yeah. do I, I, was, I was thinking how would she react to this? And I'm, and I was like. Um, she makes him a cup of coffee. Yeah, she makes him a coffee. Yeah, and then she says, <laughs> shall I make some coffee? And, and like, okay, this is some some way to break the ice and uh, <laughs> and, and 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 go ahead. And it yeah. made me feel like really awkward. And uh, <laughs> okay, I mean, everybody would feel would feel that way if, if they were present there. Yeah, in, in exactly. Scene. So <laughs> <laughs> because she was like. She was like coming to me because um, I said um, she's in my class and she said she said right next to me. She and I was like just asking her like yeah, where, which scene are you currently? And she said that she just finished reading that scene and she was like something is special about this scene. And I was like hmm, yeah, <laughs> because it, al it already um, it also felt special writing it. So I was like um, I was like hmm, crazy that the reader feels the same energy as I does. Um, exactly. Dude. And I mean, it's it's like watching a movie, and you see that that character uh, going to the door, and then you see who's answering them. Like, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, uh oh, he's drunk. What what yeah. what happened? <laughs> or like, you know that now that um that Ellis um that she cheated on him, mm -hmm. like on the day he wanted to propose to her, and like my classmate didn't know that yet and I was just like uh oh girl <laughs> here is something because she was like yeah I don't know if she said no and I was like oh god she like she will she will have the biggest surprise ever <laughs> well it's um well it, it paves I think it paves the um um the plot from 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 the beginning yeah but it's, not, it's not making it too obvious yes of, of, but it's hitting at what it happened you, you you know it, it sets the mood of, of what's about to follow <laughs> uh but but you never know how, how it's going to turn out to be or or yeah. the details of the past that's why i like the flashbacks and uh and the, the different dates going back to christmas and <laughs> yeah yeah it was pretty um um the flashback story and where like uh, Joachim is picking up his stuff and he gets his flashback the flashback scene was actually in the first chapter but I edited it out to like you know to not spoil everything in the first chapter I was like no I can do that well, I, I also like the fact that it's uh, it's set in different timelines you you, you, know, you jump to, to a past uh, timeline 
Yes. Like, like I mean, it starts in like April uh, 2018, and then sometime later it goes back to Christmas 2017. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually it was actually because I didn't plan it out. It was like really um, complicated to write. That's mm -hmm. why I did the uh, the the tense change because I was like otherwise I can't write it. You know, like what happens now is like written in the present, and then what happened in the past should be in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, so it's like yeah, I, I could see that with the way the, with the way you were changing the, the tense, and I was like. Okay, so in my head, this should be like black and white now. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, maybe one day I'm going to do a movie out of it. I will think about that. Flashback. Why not? Flashback, black white. Yeah. <laughs> Very Gatsby suits. <laughs> or like a short film. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's more of a short film. That's true. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, yeah what topics of do you read uh in general i don't i don't believe you that you usually um read books about breakups and love stories and well no but uh i'll tell you what happened um there was this um actually i'll tell you what actually got me into into this type of um of genres there was a movie uh it's actually an old movie uh, called um Never let me go. Mm -hmm. So it's about uh, acceptance and accepting your fate. Uh, it's a it's a very like drama involving with, like a love triangle, yeah. and then accepting fate. Um, I won't give you too many spoilers. There's like a like like a trailer on on, on YouTube if you want to watch that. Uh, but it, it's a, it's a really intense and uh, movie. It has like very intense feelings and. Mm -hmm. uh, And sentiments, and, and I was like, you know, sometimes love stories can be like that, and uh, and and, uh, and I was like, okay, let's let's read read a few. <laughs> so I haven't read, read read too many of those, but uh, <laughs> but I'm like I said in the beginning, I'm very picky about uh, about those. Uh, I'll pick something that sparks my interest, and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I also um, I met. I interviewed another um, writer and she was like saying she hates love stories. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, but you will read mine. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, she said something about my love stories. It's not the cheesy love stories. It mm -hmm. has, it's, it's pretty different than others, but still has some elements, but like it's, it's, um, it's different to other love stories. And I was like, Phew. yeah. It is because I mean, it, right from the start, like who? Um, not many, many people would jump to uh, a lot of literary situations. Not like oh, we're in, we're in a theater scene where the where they're showcasing a music video, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, instead of instead of doing a description that stems from the past, you actually uh, describe what's happening in, uh, in the, um, between them through a music video, which reflects life. Yeah. So you use art as an example. Yeah. That was that was beautiful, sir. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for your time. I think now okay. it's um almost eight PM for you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost dinner time. <laughs> thank you for your time. <laughs> thank you for inviting me. Bye. Have fun. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you.